Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. I am Jen, the host and creator of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be, all while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, it has been a hot minute, man oh man. Um, I'm back, I am back and I am better than ever. Um, Full disclosure, um, obviously anyone that listens likely knows that my full-time job is um, running a photography business and this year has been something I never would have expected. Um, I thought it was going to be the slowest year due to COVID, but it had the opposite effect. So obviously I am super thankful for that. Um, but I just did not have the capacity to continue the podcast and do that and be a mom to two boys, um, as well as my older son started kindergarten in the fall. So It has just been a crazy year, but I am back. Um, Now that I have figured out how to use this program again, (laughs) it had been... um It had been a hot minute since I had stepped into Adobe Audition and I think I blanked. I forgot everything. So with a quick Google refresh, I am back and I am recording. Uh, At least I hope I am. (laughs) Anyways, um, now obviously there has been a hiatus and so I'm just going to pick up kind of where we left off and today's topic is something that's very near and dear to my heart Um, and it is in regards to a starting your own business or joining another business. Um, I want to talk about a stigma that people are kind of afraid to talk about it kind of becomes a dirty word when you think about these businesses and i want to explain why that is i want to explain how we can think about them differently and how we can support people because during this pandemic that is what i've seen i've seen businesses pivot and they've pivoted hard um i don't know if you remember um during the podcast i had uh, a doula on my podcast Brittany, um and prior to the pandemic, they would have never done an appointment virtually, but here we are. And I have seen tons of pregnant women have their midwife appointments, virtually doula appointments. Um, they've, they've pivoted hard. I've seen hairstylists, my wonderful hairstylist, um, they're shut down right now. And I feel for them so much because there has been zero transmission, um, all of that stuff without getting too political, but, um, hairstylists have pivoted hard and they have sold out all of their product. Um, gyms have rented out their gym equipment because gyms are closed here in Alberta right now. Um, things that businesses would have never thought to do, but yet they have to do it in order to pay the rent and keep the lights on and not go bankrupt and that in itself is is heartbreaking and detrimental to not only the business but the families that own the businesses so um with that being said there are a ton of home-based businesses that have sprouted and i am incredibly grateful that i have seen such an amazing response to those businesses i know i would honestly say in my like circle of people 
and people that I know through my photography business, etc. They, I would say probably like 75% of the people I know run their own businesses. And so I'm flooded and inundated with so many of their posts and stories, which is an amazing thing. Um, and it's hard to think that some people don't own their own businesses because I just, I see it everywhere I go. Um, and so I want to talk about the dirty word that no one wants to talk about, um, It has many, many names, Um, MLMs, multi-level marketing, network marketing, um, the names go on and on and on. Um, And I want to talk about why there's such a bad stigma with them, how we can retrain our brain to support our friends that have chosen to be a part of some of these. I want to talk about some of the good ones. I want to talk about some of the bad ones and why they're bad. And so without further ado, um, that is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how you can start your own business, whether that is your own business, whether that is joining as an employee to another one of your friend's businesses, let's just say they needed a worker, um, or joining a company like I did in September, um, as a second income, because you just don't know, um, if photography is going to be what it needs to be and you need to be careful and, So for me, I joined a company, I'll tell you my story first before I get into all the details, but I have been following this lovely lady um, named Simone Dahl. And I, it's one of those, she's one of those women that you just like are like just drawn to by her charisma and her character and just her warm heart. And I'd never even met her. So I felt like such a complete creep. Um, But I met her through one of my really, really good friends. And so I was talking to Simone, this was sometime last year, and she was looking for people to have kind of like an online makeup party. And I said, sure, why not? I wasn't scared away from her stuff because of how she puts herself and her makeup business out there. And so just by the way that she posts, I was drawn to her because she wasn't skeezy, she wasn't spammy. And so I said, yeah, sure why don't I host a makeup party for you? Tell me what you need from me and I'll do it. And so she said, okay, why don't you, you know, pick five to 10 girls that you think would love this product. And, um, I do all the work for you. And I thought, okay, perfect. (laughs) I can do that. So we did it. It was great. Um, and then the party ended and I was like, oh no, does that mean that Simone's going to go away? So I kept it, you know, like that we stayed friends. And then from that point on, I just watched her on on social media. I need to clarify, I'm not a creep. Um, And just watched how her business grew and how she hit these milestones and these goals. And I'm not kidding you, I had some severe FOMO going on. Um, I need to preface with the fact that Simone is a mom of four, two wonderful, wonderful girls and two handsome little boys. Um, Her oldest one just turned 13. And if you go creeper, you're going to know that she does not look like she has a 13 year old. But anyways, um, so I thought, man, oh man, how does she work this business um, with a husband and four kids with all of, because this was obviously pre-pandemic. So with all of their extracurricular activities and all of those things, like how does she do it all? I, I legit, I have no idea. 
And so again, kept watching her, kept watching her, kept watching her. And then I messaged her one day and I just said, okay, I need you to tell me the details. Tell me what you need from me. Tell me, you know, like what, what does the money look like? And how would signing up, what would that look like? And she was entirely sweet. She sent me so many voice notes and she sent so many images and so many information packages. And she's like, listen, it is what you want it to be. And so from that point forward, I just said like, okay, you know, and at that point I had already tried the makeup and fell in love with it. Um, and so it was an easy, an easy transition. And so in September of this year, um, I had just said, you know what, why not, why not try now? Why not see how it goes and see what, what the response is on my social media and go from there. So at that point, the company was called mascara. Um, we actually just had a rebrand in at the beginning of November and we've changed our name now to Saint, um, which is kind of like a glow up from mascara. Um, we got a rebrand, um, with packaging and everything else. The product is still incredible. It just looks a little different. Um, and so I will tell you bar none, the best company I've ever been a part of. And let me tell you when I say I've done them all, um, now to each their own, there are people that love these other companies and I would never, ever knock them. Um, but I will tell you that this company in itself, the women, so the team that I'm a part of is incredible. The women, like we talk once a week on a call. I feel like I know them and they're just the most encouraging, sweet women. So if nothing else, if I sold $0 from makeup, I have now gained like 12 13, 14, more than that, beautiful women that are a part of my circle. And I'm so incredibly honored to have them in my life. So that in itself, I think people forget about when they just knock the MLMs because they don't know about those kinds of things. So again, I joined in September and I hit the ground running. I hit the ground running and I hit my first promotion within probably a couple weeks. And I was like, whoa, how... How did that happen? I literally just started. And I remember Simone calling me multiple times. She's like, girl, you're on fire. Like I have never, and I remember verbatim, she said, there are walkers and there are runners. And she's like, and Jen, you are running. And by running, it wasn't me spamming people. It was legit just sharing this incredible makeup that I myself loved and used every single day. So to me, it wasn't, it wasn't a hard sell. That's why I think I was so blown away at the results. And then come October, I hit my second promotion and I was like, oh my goodness, how I, I've never in all the other companies I've been with, I have never hit a promotion where like, you can see the progress you're making. There's always these benchmarks that you need to hit. And if you don't hit them within the month time frame, it resets. And that in itself is just depressing. So it just lit a fire under me. And then I had a couple girls join under me and I was like, this is incredible. Like I just, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. So fast forward to November. Um, I still work my tail off, but November in photography is the busiest season ever, um, because you're doing all of your Christmas stuff. So, and this year, let me tell you the paper card has come back with a vengeance. I think because no one is able to see their families for Christmas. Um, they wanted a nice picture in a printed card that they could mail to people. And so I had tight deadlines. So 
that I, in itself, I will totally say that, um, my December was super slow and that's totally fine. And I pushed my girls, my girls made promotions. Um, and that in itself is just so rewarding. This company is different because it allows you to not gain any momentum without your team gaining it with you. So again, that goes back to the, you know, sisterhood that you have within the company. So with that being said, I'm hitting January hard. I am running with this business. It's my slow time with photography. So it's perfect. Um, I really plan on growing my team and I can tell you that this company is just so incredibly supportive from the top of the women that are at the very, very tip top with the owner. They are watching all these women below them and they're saying like, oh wow, look at that girl. Oh man, she's doing so good. Oh, like ask her what she needs from us. Like what can we do to support her? And I feel like unfortunately a lot of these companies aren't like that. And that's why Saint stands out above the crowd. So now just to like list off some of the ones that I am aware of, um, I've done Sensi. Um, in fact, my aunt actually sells Sensi and I have many, many things of Sensi in my house. Um, and Sensi was great. I did it a long time ago. Um, I didn't have a team. I actually don't even remember who I signed up under. <laughs> um, I've done Arbonne. Arbonne was great, but again, it was just a time in my life. I was pregnant with our first son and it just wasn't the time for me. And so that one, but again, I see the same kind of thing with Saint with Arbonne. I see these women that are so supportive of each other. And I know incredible women within Arbonne that are doing so amazing top of the company. Um, and now I don't like, I know lots of women that do Monat or Monet, however you say it. Um, and I think that Monet has actually, um, increased their like lines of products. And so they can appeal to a lot more people. Um, and all of those things, I know so many women that are so successful within Beachbody. Beachbody is a, an at-home or in the gym, if gyms were open, um, workout company. And they have supplements and all that stuff. Isogenics. Um, man, I've guys, I've done it all. Um, there was another one I was just going to say. Oh, so I use a Lumi Spa on my face every single morning and night. And so New Skin is the company and they are incredible. They have great products too. Um, the girls were amazing. I was a part of that team too, but sometimes you just have something that sticks and it fits perfectly. And so for me, that was Saint. Um, but there are, make no mistake, there are so many that are not like those companies I just listed. There is no sisterhood. Um, they literally will enforce you to spam message people you haven't talked to for 15 years. So there are a lot of stigmas with those companies. Um, and unfortunately they, they just almost like bury themselves in the ground because of how they go about gaining clients or orders. Um, I want to say like five years ago was when like there was a huge, huge influx of home-based businesses. Um, Unique was one of them. I can't tell you how many people have messaged me, obviously five years ago, about um, or randomly added me on Facebook. And I like look at these people. I'm like, I don't know who this person is. And they live in... Alabama. And I'm like, I don't know anybody in Alabama. Um, and within two minutes of accepting their friend request, they message me. They're like, Hey, have you heard about this product? Blah, 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 blah. 
guys, that is what creates this horrid stigma. That's what, that's what it does. And immediately, not that I would ever, I would never do that with Saint ever in a million years. Um, but unfortunately people just get this really, really awful taste in their mouth about home-based businesses and from a couple bad experiences of getting asked, you know, and maybe it isn't someone that you don't know, but it's someone that you went to high school with. So 16, 20 years have passed and all of a sudden you're getting message from, you know, Cindy Brown and, and you haven't talked to her since you guys graduated, like graduation day. And she's messaging you, hey girl, how are you? I haven't talked to you in so long. Like the kids are so sweet, oh my gosh. And then they're like, have you heard about this hair care that I'm using? And I'm like, listen, Cindy Brown, like sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that you found this hair care. Also, thank you for telling me that my kids are cute, but like I wouldn't buy it from my best friend unless I wanted to. So why on earth would I support a complete stranger because let's be honest, we all know someone who sells Arbon. We all know someone who's a saint rep. We all know someone who sells Sensi. And so rather than reaching out to these randoms that you haven't talked to for 20 years or complete strangers, why wouldn't myself, let's just say I wanted Sensi, why wouldn't I literally look in my text messages, my most, you know, hundred recent people, whatever it is, and be like, oh, oh, I know Brienne, she sells Sensi. I'll message her if I need something. Why wouldn't we do that? That's what I just don't get about these cold call messages. It's no different. Man, before I, um, actually right when I got pregnant, I worked for a company called Konica Minolta um, and I was an outside sales rep selling printers and I was about seven weeks pregnant and not a good time, I promise you. But it was literally, it gave me anxiety every time I'd pull up to a business and I'd have to go in and see what printer they had on their counter and how it worked and what system I could upgrade them to for an extra 10 grand a year. Like it was so incredibly stressful. I hated it so much. Like I don't think I've ever hated anything more than that. <laughs> and so I compared to that. You know, I don't know these people and I'm going to go in there and basically tell them that their printer is crap and that they need a $13,000 printer or more um, in order for them to continue on or tell them, okay, listen, you know what? You actually don't own this machine. They all like spoiler alert. They all think they own the machine after that long. Sorry, this machine has to go back to our company and you don't actually own it. Um, but I could easily sell you a new one for 15 grand a month. <laughs> it gives me anxiety even talking about it. So that is why folks, we get this yucky feeling about MLMs. I know so many people that are clients of mine and they all are so so adamant about hating MLMs so much. And honestly, I wish I could change their mind and, and tell them that they aren't so yucky because they aren't. It's just some of the people that are yucky and how they come across. Um, I, again, okay, so I have, I'm a woman of many, many hats, if you guys didn't know this. So I have my photography business, which is Cotton and Lace Photography. I started during the pandemic, a bracelet company called Holt Cash Love. I have this podcast, which is obviously coffee and concealer. I also started a true crime podcast called Northern Blood. Um, what else do I do? Um, 
there's just, I want to write a book. Um, you know, it, there's, there's so many things. I have so many hats in so many different rings. Now I will always try to support my friends in everything that I do. So some of these people who are just so incredibly against MLMs, no matter who they are, no matter what the business is, um, and they won't listen to whatever you have to say, unfortunately, just please don't waste your time in that regard because you don't need to. Um, and so basically you just need to put your energy where it matters and the people who are going to support you are going to support you. So please don't get flustered when you start a company. Let's just say you join Saint tomorrow. You start Saint and you're like, oh my gosh, the first five people that I messaged were like, yeah, sorry, thank you for the invite, but no, I'm good. Um, it, it's discouraging for sure. If you ask a couple people to join your team and that doesn't work out, it's okay. It's going to get easier as you go. Um, but I also think that there's just such a stigma with... I don't know. MLM is such a dirty, dirty word. So it's multi-level marketing or a pyramid scheme or a, there's so many words for it. Now, the way that it works in how people view it anyways, is obviously, you know, let's just say I'm the middle tier of the company and I have a couple people under me and they have a couple people under them. And I make a percentage of each of the sales from the people below me. And the person at the very top of the company makes a killing. That in itself is no different than if you are in an oil and gas company. Um, maybe people don't make percentages and stuff off the people below them, but there is the VP of the company and below him are, you know, his assistants and, you know, the other people underneath them. And then there's some of the managers and the managers have accountants and they have uh, procurement and they have all these people. And then below them, there's people in the field. It is exactly the same. The only difference is the percentages. And honestly, I think that it just gets so misconstrued and people just get this nasty, nasty feeling about it, but you just need to, to view it as no different than another business. The other thing is that we need to really gear how we talk about it into something called social selling. In the last couple of years, influencers on Instagram have become huge. I know multiple, I've had multiple on the podcast. And I think that that's how we need to view it. It's social selling. Okay, so social selling is a much friendlier term <laughs> and it's no different than the influencer that you love and you watch all her stories and she comes on and she says, listen, I love this jacket and you can get it at American Eagle and if you use this code, you get 10% off. Obviously, American Eagle wouldn't give a discount code, but you know what I mean. Um, or you say, um, okay, so this... Um, hairdryer from this stylist. It's exclusive to them. I have a discount code. If you guys get it in the next week and a half, the discount code is valid. Um, go support her. It is no different. Um, social selling is literally sharing what you love on your social media and that is it. And the people who are interested or have FOMO for it, or they want to support you, they will do that. But I'm not messaging all 3,200 people on my personal Instagram and saying, would you love to host this saint party? Or would you like a free color match? That's not me. And that's not how our business runs in general. But 
that is what makes it icky is the people will do exactly that. Um, and so let's talk about social selling. And I did bring up, um, an article that is from a Reddit article. And so it is the 10 reasons why the MLM industry has a bad reputation. So one of them is not many people make money. And it is no secret that the MLM industry has a pretty high failure rate. You sign up, you pay your, you know, let's just call it either $500 or $200 or $2,000 for your kit. Um, and then you lose passion for it or, and so this is why you need to ensure that you know that this is the company you want to work with. So if you get rich, some make money, some make part-time money, some make nothing. Um, making money in any profession is tough. I will tell you, I'm pretty sure I sold zero printers with Konica Minolta. <laughs> zero. Um, so if you don't believe me, just ask anyone who's on straight commission. I know someone that I know, like a good friend of mine, her husband works in a furniture store. And I asked her the last time I saw her, I said like, are they busy right now? And she's like, honestly, no, but they need to be in the office every single day, like in the showroom, even though no one's coming in. And so they're making no money. So it, it, it can go in, in any direction. So obviously a lot of businesses fail. I don't know the percentage rate, but so many do. And most people don't realize what it takes to start. They don't know how it takes to advertise or to maintain a business or to get a website up. Um, and that's why they think, okay, like, let me try network marketing and they don't put the work in or they don't have a good game plan or goals. Um, and within 90 days, they're, they're not doing anything with it. So one of the big issues in that industry is the false expectation people have. They see people who are like high up in the company and they expect that, you know, within a week, they're going to be halfway there. And that's not the case. It's like any other business. I've been doing photography for 13 years and it took me a long time to get where I'm at. And so it's not the lottery. It's not fast or easy money. Um, you are working your tail off and you're going to get what you put into it. So number two is the deceptive recruiting practices, which I've talked about, but that's the biggest problem with this industry is there are so many people doing shady things to recruit people. Don't lie to your people that you want to bring on your team. Don't mislead your people. Don't give them the wrong information. Don't do something unethical. Don't take advantage of people. You might be able to lie to them right off the bat because they don't know you or you might not ever see them again, but there's a good chance you're going to run into them again and they're going to find out that you lied to them and they're never going to trust you again. And there's a good chance that those people are going to hate the industry too. And then they're going to badmouth you and the company hurting anyone else that has now been a part of that company or in the future will be a part of that company. Let's just use Monat, for example. Um, all of these rumors about them wrecking your hair and blah, 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 blah. I don't know what the truth is there. Um, I honestly don't care to know. I will support the people that I know and love that sell Monat as best I can. Um, but it took one woman who let's just say, unfortunately had bad hair to begin with. She used a Monat shampoo and conditioner and her hair fell out. And all of a sudden there's a lawsuit. And now people are afraid to use Monat because this one woman took it to the high courts. <laughs> 
because she had a bad experience. Um, again, it's going to affect people from here to the end of time. And I'm so glad to see that other people are still trucking on with Monat because you just don't know. So don't be deceptive. Um, deceptive recruiting practices include promising easier, fast money or telling your prospect that all they have to do is to get to who get to who get to, um, also posting your opportunity as a job listing on, you know, Kijiji or marketplace or another forum, um, annoying and putting high pressure tactics on your friends to join your business venture. That is the worst. And telling your prospect what you think you want them to hear or lying about your income and the products. So I will tell you, I have made pretty good money from Saint in the last four months. Um, every single person who has purchased from me, I have followed up with and said like, how are you liking it? Like, do you love it? Um, one girl got her package and there was like a weird mark on one of the makeup tins. And so she sent it back and she got a new one and she just placed a second order today. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you loved it. And you got it without the mark and all of that stuff. Like I'm genuine, be genuine in all that you do. So um, most new distributors don't understand sales or marketing or entrepreneurship. They just join it because maybe something else hasn't worked out and they've never done anything else like this before. They've never been paid to produce or work solely on commission. Maybe they've always been an employee from, from an employee, employer. Um, so they've been lured into this with the idea that they can work from home and make easy money without any experience, which is true. A lot of them don't require experience, but they require work. Um, as a result, they don't have the right skill set or mindset when they first join the industry. And most of these folks will quit the industry before they get the chance to develop all of the right skills. Um, anyone can learn the skills that it takes to run a business, but it takes time. It takes patience. It takes work. And in some cases requires cash out of pocket to get the wheels turning. Um, and most compensation plans are designed for heavy hitters. So most compensation plans are designed for the heavy hitter, not the part-timer. If the little guy can't make a decent income by having a small team of distributors and customers, he'll quit. Companies need to do a better job of restructuring their compensation plan for the little guy. So if lots of little guys make money, they stick around, which is exactly what Saint does. Um, I have had some of my girls, they've only been on the team for a little bit and they've already made money or they've hit a promotion. And that in itself is enough for you to see like, oh, okay. A lot of them have made their kit back, which is so easy to do. So it gives them a reason to be like, okay, they didn't just take my money and run. Like I'm already, I've made it back. I'm even, this is so easy to just share the product that I love. Um, it is easy to quit. So another reason why the industry gets such a bad name is because it is so easy to quit. Most distributors will spend less than 500 to get started with their business. So they don't have much invested. Um, and it makes it super easy to quit when things don't go as planned. Um, the average traditional business owner has tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands invested in their business and they'll do everything to make it work. Like they might have their life savings invested into a brewery. And so they know I'm going to work unless the bank takes it away. I'm going to be there every day to make it work. Um, 
probably 70 to 80% of the people who get involved each year will quit. That is a high number. Most of the folks quit within 90 days. It's hard to build a large team with that many people quitting. So this is what I mean. You don't want to just mass find people like just, you know, you 20 people off your Instagram. You're like, okay, perfect. Those are my people. No, like you need to go through and think about these people. Like they need to mean something to you. And you need to be like, that person would be such an awesome fit on my team. And it might not be someone who's ever shown interest and all of a sudden, but in your gut of gut, you're like they would rock. I have one of those girls on my team. We went to elementary together and I just knew in my gut, even though we've never talked about makeup before, I just knew she was the right person and she just hit a promotion and I am so incredibly proud of her. So it is easy to quit. Um, people have been scammed before. I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. World Financial Group they probably offer the most incredible services, but so many people have been so incredibly skeezy in how they try to build a team that they have lost people. I have had multiple people reach out to me about services that World Financial Group offers and the way they've approached me or they've called me by the wrong name in the message. I'm like, listen, if you're going to cold message me, at least be able to creep and know that my name is Jen, not Jane. Um, and that unfortunately leaves such a bad, bad rap. A lot of MLM companies will go under, um, especially if they're smaller ones and they'll go under and it is so easy. You know, I know that one of my dear friends and she actually works for Saint. She is, I can't even remember what her title is, but she just got hired on this year to basically take care of all social media and all of the artists. That's what we're called, a Saint artist. Um, she's basically a field manager. Um, and she was with a company called Jamberry and she killed Jamberry. I've actually had her on the podcast before, Brittany Kolba. So she's kind of touched on Jamberry. Um, and Jamberry went under and she was at the tip top of that company and it rocked her world. And so unfortunately, you know, you would think Brittany would be scared to, I guess, get involved with another quote unquote MLM because of what happened to her, but she, she isn't, she has hit the ground running and she is killing it. And this has been her most incredible year. She's got the job of her dreams. And so this is what I mean. Um, a lot of companies, their products are terrible, terrible. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you guys remember the 3d fiber, mascara that Unique had. It was all the rage like six years ago. You had like a mascara that you would put on like two or three coats and then you would take these fibers. Oh my gosh, it makes me sick even thinking about them. And you would like coat your lashes with these like black, I don't even know what they were. They were fibers. Um, and you would just coat them on until your lashes were like thick and black and clumpy. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know if that still exists. I hope not, or I hope the recipe has changed. (laughs) Um, but a lot of companies, their products are not great. And so again, you know, people are trying to sell products and they're like, "Mm, yeah, I heard bad things about that product. Um, or they're overpriced. That is another big, big thing. Um, 
In this article, it says, I truly believe the internet will one day wipe out this industry for good. I believe because there's so much negative stuff about our industry online. Some of it's true, some of it's lies. Unfortunately, it's hard to distinguish between what is legitimate and what is not. Additionally, you can buy a lot of these products from former distributors at a highly discounted price on Amazon or eBay. It's hard to get a retail customer when your prospect can go online, buy products for a cheaper price, and then you can get them from a distributor form. So, so many are being spammed by network marketers and social media sites. So that part is definitely true. Um, so the final thoughts of this Reddit article say, overall, the MLM industry does have a bad reputation with a lot of folks. Some of that bad reputation is deserved, but a lot of it is incorrect and misguided. If you're currently involved in the network marketing industry, I challenge you to always be a network marketing professional. Remember that you're, remember that you're an ambassador for our industry. Better yet, you are the agent of your own agency in a small corner of a much larger company. Remember that people will watch what you say and you do, so always be professional and do the right thing. And I think with effort, we can shed the stigmas and fears that most people have when it comes to network marketing or MLMs. Um, and with that being said, I wanted to take a couple more minutes um, and just quickly talk about the difference between social selling and network marketing. So let's just say you're scrolling through, through Facebook and you see a friend selling stuff. Maybe it's jewelry or it's skincare or it's makeup. And you look a little closer and you come across the phrase social selling. It makes sense, right? They're on social media, they're selling stuff, but you're curious and you dig for more information. And the next question may be, isn't this one of those network marketing companies? And if you've had experience or you wonder what is different, this is for you. So some basic definitions, network marketing has been around for decades. It's a business model in which a company sells something, a product or service through a network of independent distributors. These distributors earn commissions from their sales and they often recruit other distributors to sell with them. But some companies have flat or nearly flat organizations and recruiting is not emphasized. As a distributor adds other distributors to his or her organization, usually called a downline or a team, the recruiting distributor typically earns additional income from the sales made by recruits. Because these recruited distributors are organized on layers or levels, the business model is often called multi-level marketing or an MLM, and another common name is direct sales, which encompasses many more types of companies. Because of the way organizations develop over time, many people are skeptical about network marketing because they resemble an illegal income from sales, the doing connection to is that a direct sales company involve so for a legitimate like and mattresses or the sale um, that would be a, a, a function of social selling has a very informed so many direct sales companies have emerged in recent years like Lumenat, like luminous avera joya and they've all used the term social selling or social marketing to define how they operate um given the stigma of network marketing they've kind of reinvented the wheel so it is no surprise that people are kind of turned off by that word but um, if social networks evaporated tomorrow, network marketing companies would carry on with minimal disruption. There might be a little bit of a scramble to find phone numbers and email addresses because that's all about connections. Um, by its very nature, direct sales is social. That's why it's called social selling. Um, Facebook and Instagram have made it easier than ever to connect with people literally all over the world. You can scroll your feed and it's not long before you see someone sharing something that they love, a movie, a restaurant, shoes, um, and our desire and need to share combined with a global audience online makes it a perfect recipe for social selling. So I hope that you guys take from today and learn that MLM 
isn't a dirty word. It's not a dirty word. Um, if you see someone that has joined Monat or Sensi or Saint, please don't look at them in a negative way. Um, they might be killing it with their company and making a crazy amount of money compared to what you're making you know, with your $40,000 a year job, um, which again, there's no disrespect in any form, but I just wish that the MLM companies didn't have the bad stigmas that they do, but we all know why they do. And so therefore it is so incredibly easy to judge the people who are joining them, but we don't know the reason that they're joining them. Did their husband get laid off from his full-time job? Does you know, does the wife need to take on a second job because she has some skills and that's what it's, you know, what's led her to, um, a lot of people will join an MLM because they're struggling and they need a second income. And sometimes it takes off and all of a sudden their second income has become their full-time income. And so it is so incredibly easy to just pass judgment when you don't know the circumstances. Um, so please, even if you have someone who has messaged you, um, I don't want to say inappropriately, but in a skeezy way, what you should do is message them back and say, listen, I, you know, and explain how their message made you feel because I promise you they don't get that response from people. They get the ghost response and people just don't even respond back. And so they think it's okay then to continue on doing it. And it just creates this detrimental view on the industry. So if someone messaged me tomorrow from Monat and said, Hey girl, haven't talked to you for 15 years, but have you tried this amazing hair care? I would be like, Hey, you know, long time, no talk. Uh, hope you're well, but you know what? I am super happy with the hair care that I'm using right now. Um, it is from my stylist and all of that stuff and no disrespect, but we haven't talked for 15 years. So I kind of feel icky. Like you just messaged me to make a sale and I didn't appreciate that. And I do wish you the best. And maybe if I ever need some different hair products, I'll reach out to you, but maybe rephrase how you message people and just come across a little bit more sincere. You just might get a couple more sales from that. If that's your end goal, if your end goal is to, you know, showcase awareness for how, what you're selling, you know, for me, I'm not, I'm not going through my Instagram friend list and I'm not messaging people being like, Hey girl, you want a free color match? Hey girl, you want a free color match? That's not what I'm doing. I'm posting how it takes me, how it takes me five minutes to get ready, how everything goes in this metal compact palette, how easy it is. Um, and people are messaging me because they're like, I want whatever you have. That product looks amazing. Your skin looks great. It looks so easy to use. I love your double-ended brushes that you're showing. And it's because people are reaching out to me and it is no different than what I did to Simone at the very, very beginning. I watched her stories like a hawk and was like, I want that. Whatever she has, I want it and I'll do whatever I need to do to get it. Um, and so that being said, let's try to end the stigma of MLMs, of pyramid schemes, of Ponzi schemes, whatever you want to call them. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. People legit feed their families from these social selling 
companies and these social selling companies. So for instance, Saint, um, Kara Brooke is the owner. And when she first came out with this 3d foundation is what it's called. Um, she was approached by Sephora. She was approached by free people. They all wanted her makeup. And instead of doing that and just selling, you know, from her warehouse to their warehouse, she said, no, I want to create a system where women can benefit and feed their families and be, you know, successful in selling this makeup. And that's what she did. And the company is about almost three years old and it has skyrocketed. I know so many people that sell it and it isn't a competition. I'm so incredibly happy for the people that are. Um, and I feel like this is what people don't see is like the sisterhood of these businesses. And so, you know, if you are going to judge how these businesses are, you know, viewed, maybe just keep your mouth quiet and you don't know the ins and outs of all the companies. And so until you tried one with a good one, just because you had a bad experience with one doesn't mean they're all like that. So with that being said, I hope that this episode was beneficial and I promise you it won't be six months until the next one. We'll talk soon guys. Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, taken 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us, go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.